Welcome to the More Than Corporate Podcast. I'm Amber Furman, recovering perfectionist and serial accomplisher. If you're anything like I used to be, you've been living your life thinking that if you accomplish enough stuff, you'll finally find the success you've always wanted. But what if it's not about accomplishing more stuff? What if it's about accomplishing the right stuff? I believe you don't find success. You create it by intentionally designing the life you want and having the courage to get out of your comfort zone to live your design. I went from doing what I was supposed to do to doing what I love to do, and now I get to help others do the same. Keep listening as I chat with inspiring people who make it their mission to live their best life every day and learn how you too can live the life you've always wanted. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the More Than Corporate Podcast. I am super excited to have you guys here with me today. I'm live streaming this for the first time, so that's really exciting in my community page at More Than Corporate on Facebook. And I'm here with Ginger King today. I'm super excited to have Ginger with us. She is a cosmetic chemist, beauty business entrepreneur, president of Grace Kingdom Beauty, a consulting company to create your beauty brand from concept to launch. She's also the president of Fan Love Beauty, where we can create beauty products for people who inspire, educate, or entertain the society and those aspired to be them. I'm super excited to have Ginger here with us, and I cannot wait to dig in to everything that she has to say about her journey. Before we do that, really quickly, if you are somebody who feels like life just hasn't quite fallen into place yet, for you. You are waiting for that next thing to happen. I'm sorry to break it to you, but waiting is never going to accomplish what you want. You have to take control of your future. I am creating a five-day challenge for goal setting and time management to help you do just that. I would love to have you in that. If you want to learn more information about it, go to fivedaychallenge.morethancorporate.com and together we can get you on track to accomplishing your goals. Super excited to talk to you. And without further ado, let's jump into this interview with Ginger. Ginger, how are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you, Amber. Thank you so much for coming on with me. I really, really appreciate it. So let's go ahead and dig into this just a little bit. This is the More Than Corporate podcast about defining your own idea of success and really just owning what success means to you. And I always love to start by asking my guests what you thought life was going to be like for you. So I guess that shows up as the what did you want to be when you grew up question. Did you think your life was going to turn out this way? Yes and no. I knew I was going to be in beauty when I was 16, but then I thought I'm going to be working for Estee Lauder. <laughs> and <laughs> <I> never, <laughs> yeah, and I never thought I'm going to have my own company. <laughs> That's awesome. When did this idea for your own company come into play for you? Uh, this actually is a long journey. Because I knew I wanted to be in beauty. My I grew up in beauty. My mom was the first woman brush set the boutique from Japan to Taiwan. So uh, growing up, I am influenced by beauty. When I came to America, I actually wanted to become a makeup artist because I see the transformational thing that you can see, you know, people wearing makeup versus not wearing makeup. But because of my background, I'm Asian and going to school is very important. They expect me to have the corporate job. And as I was like, wow, I said, all that is very, is very aspiring to me, inspiring. And I want to be just like her and, but never really thinking about having my own company. 
So I work a couple corporate job, and actually one of the position I got laid off, and then I went into sales, selling of、uh, cosmetic raw materials. Then there was just this opportunity that one of、uh, my client had. Wanting to have her own skincare brand, and because I am a cosmetic chemist and I do know sales, I do know have connections in the industry. I went in fifty fifty with her, and that venture went about three years, and she kind of got a cold feet out of that. <laughs> so、uh, we kind of departed. But then this year, I kind of start doing my own、uh, skincare brand again. So I'm doing consulting, and I'm also doing my own brand. That's amazing. I love the journey from kind of doing your own thing, and then consulting with people, and taking what you've learned from other experiences and bringing that into what you're doing now.、Um, one of the things that really hits home for me, and one of the things that I think will hit home for many of the listeners, is this idea that school is really important. And I hear this from a lot of people, especially from, as you mentioned, Asian countries.、Um, but I'm also an immigration attorney, and so there's so many times. That I talk to people that I that I hear about the culture of how important education is in other countries, the struggles that really exist with going against familial norms in those societies to start your own business. What was that like for you and your family? Did you end up getting an education and a degree before you went out on your own, or did you kind of break the mold and start your own company or start into、um, cosmetics right away? I have multiple degrees. I have a master's in chemistry. I have an MBA in marketing. I have over thirty certifications. <laughs> But you know what? I feel like in the past, I went through all the master's degree for the family, for the culture, because you know it, it, they expect you to go on the corporate ladder, and you know corporate, you have to have a master's degree in order for advancement. But I've Ever since having my own business, I feel like the life experience is actually more critical because there are things that school never teach you. They don't teach you financial intelligence. They don't teach you how to build a team. They don't teach you a lot of things. I mean, it's good for theory. It's good for like it's a nice education. But I think it's after the education, what you do with it. Are you continuing to pursue? Uh, like、uh, taking on like more challenges, more、uh, like、uh, sales courses. How do you? What do you do to improve yourself? Now I'm really、um, I spend over twenty, thirty thousand dollars a year now just for self education. But I do it because I want to do it, not because of my parents forced me to do it. Yeah, I think that that's an important distinction, and I think it's something that also isn't really addressed enough in the education realm. Education is kind of preparing you for this job, and you think that there's going to be a time where you graduate from school and then you go on to whatever's next, and it's going to be perfect and amazing because you've worked so hard in school, and it's just going to be a given. And then you realize that like there's so many people with college education out there that don't have jobs. There's this idea that you're going to graduate from college and you're going to find everything that you want, and it's just going to be laid out for you. I feel like that's a misconception that's kind of maybe fed a little too much in the university lifestyle. We're not forced to think enough of what we're going to do after our education's done.、Mm-hmm. So for you, you knew that you always wanted to be in the cosmetic field. You ended up eventually opening your own company, and that's the Fan Love Beauty. Is that the company that you have now? Yes, uh-huh. That's uh, 
business to consumer, and I have my business to business. That's my consulting company. Yes. So, what is your favorite part about your business to consumer? Because that just is super intriguing to me. This idea of business to consumer anything, because I think it takes a different mindset than business to business. So I would love to know what your favorite thing is about your business to consumer. The business to consumer actually add more value to the society because uh, the channel is much broader. Even though I have a very specific niche, I do have a target market for people who inspire, educate, or, or entertain the society and those aspire to be them. But it's still, I have much more impact than just business to business. There's an element that's very different from B2B compared to B2C is the level of engagement. Because B2B, you don't really care. It's more transactional. But B2C, everything is about engagement. Yeah, so let's talk about that for just a minute because I think that there's so many people out there in any field that you're in that's saying, how do I engage with my customers? Like there's people that are out there all the time saying, how do I get in front of them? How do I provide content that they want? How do I know what they want? So for you, as you were creating this um, cosmetic line, Fan Love Beauty, what was your ideal market and how did you get in front of them? My ideal market right now is speakers. I just launched this brand February 20th of this year and I do collections. And the whole idea behind this is I think everybody has a celebrity crush one way or another. And I've developed products for their celebrity crush, but doesn't mean like it, it's, it's like a reverse of Kim Kardashian. Kim Kardashian is a celebrity herself. She can come up with her beauty company and everybody would just buy it. But then I do product as a dedication of showing my love to the group that I have uh, respect for. I respect speakers. So the first collection is for speakers. <laughs> so that's kind of how I do it. And I want all the speakers have my lip balm. <laughs> And what is your mission when it comes to speakers? Why speakers? Okay, because it ties into my celebrity crush. My celebrity crush is Damon Zhang of Shark Tank. He's actually my <laughs> friend. Okay. And the whole inspiration was there was one time I was with him and he took our lip balm and used in front of me. I was like, Damon, if it's something that close to you, it's in your pocket, on your lips. It has to be mine. I mean, I'm a (laughs) chemist. And because speakers, they talk a lot and they tend to have dry lips. And especially because lip balm is so close to you, you know, it's like it could be ingested. So the type of ingredient they use, you really need to be very careful because, you know, health is the, should be your number one target. A healthy person can have a thousand dreams. A sick person can only have one. So I developed the healthiest ever lip balm with high performing ingredients in there. That's really powerful. Let's step back for just a minute and talk about that. Uh, A healthy person can have a million dreams. A sick person has only one. That's so important. And I have a really good friend of mine who hosts a podcast called The Toxin Terminator. And she talks a lot about all of the toxins that get put in our life from all over that we don't even think about. And this is, I think, another area where that falls into play is how many people really think about the 
um, ingredients that are in their cosmetics, the ingredients that are in what they're putting on their face. And you made a good point with the lip balm of, you know, you're licking your lips, you're ingesting it. So for you, I would assume based upon that statement that you pride yourself on the highest, safest, natural ingredients in your product. Is that right? Yes, and not only that, I have a, a clinical levels of sea asparagus, which is natural. It's clinically proven to boost hydration by up to 6,000%. That's amazing. So for the new business owner that's out there, for the new entrepreneur that's either just doing a side hustle or just getting started, what is the biggest piece of advice you think you can give to them as they start to chase their dreams as you have chased yours? Just do it. I mean, I'm not saying my product is perfect. Actually, my product is good, but the whole, the (laughs) overall branding is not perfect. For the website alone, I changed three times already. But this does not prevent me to just go out there because once you go out there, you kind of just get loose. You just have to be out there. There's no way to go back. But then if you never start, you never will. You really need to take that first step. Just get out there. There is never a perfect time. Yeah, 100%. There is never a perfect time. And I think that there's so much that's coming to my mind in the fact that you have this cosmetic line because people use so many products to make themselves feel pretty, to make themselves feel better about themselves. And cosmetics is one of those things. And we make ourselves feel so feel so pretty and look so pretty. And then we hide so much from the world when it comes into our business. And so I love what you do for the fact that when you said speakers, what came to my mind was that giving speakers by taking care of like cosmetics for speakers, you're taking care of one more thing that they don't have to worry about so that they can go out there and make the impact that they're supposed to make on their audience instead of wondering about their appearance. And I think there's, this just goes through all of um, marketing, just get out there, get started and you're not going to be perfect and that's okay. So for you, you know, when it comes to this, well, let's actually go back for just a minute. What's on the horizon for you that you're really excited for? So um, whether it's with Fan Love Beauty or with the B2B company that you have, what is coming up that you're excited for? I'm going to be launching a new product. It's a hand cream. Again, it goes to uh, go to the speaker because speakers also talk with their hands. So. Yes. The lip is a focal point, hands are a focal point. And I want to say what differentiates my lip balm from others is also because I probably the only, actually I am the only one that says on the direction, use your, the lip balm before your meetings, before your negotiations, because smooth lips can empower you to talk more confidently. My whole premise is uh, we empower confidence through beauty. And uh, I donate part of the proceeds to Suicide Prevention Foundation because I believe to have a contribute back to the society. And that is exciting to me. That's amazing. And I love the give back mentality that you have. I think that that's so important, um, especially, you know, suicide, something that's close to my heart. It's also super close to the hearts of many of the people that listen to this podcast. And so to be able to give back in a way that is so beneficial to the lives of so many people is just a great cause. 
So let's uh, move into the success element of this podcast. So I truly believe that every single person has their own definition of success. And as we're being raised, we kind of get wrapped up in the definition of our families, the definition of society, and we lose track of who we really are. So I love to ask this question for you. What does success mean to you? A success means to me is I feel accomplished, and what accomplished means that I created a globally known brand that have impacted millions of lives. I like that. And do you think that success and fulfillment are the same thing, or do you think they're different? To some people, success could be just money, but I think you know the fulfillment is more、um, meaningful to me. Because I mean, everybody in this world was given a purpose, so you want to live out your potential. The money is just a piece of paper. Money is important, but money is not the major for success. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. And there was a point in time in my life, as my listeners know, that I gauged my idea of success through money, and that did not end well for me. So,、um, once you kind of get past that idea that money equals success, then you can start figuring out what it is that you're truly on this planet to accomplish. So. As far as one of my biggest passions is talking about comfort zones, because I feel like in the entrepreneurial world, if you're really doing life right, you should never be in your comfort zone for any significant period of time. So, for you, what do you have to do in your business that makes you uncomfortable? I have to learn click funnels. I have to learn active campaign. I have to learn how to get email lists. It's just like the things that I never. I have an MBA in marketing, but I never learned all these things in school. But then those are required today to in order to run the e-commerce business. And sometimes I mean, it just takes so much time. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So. Let's talk about that for just a second. Your MBA, you said that you didn't learn a lot of stuff in school. That you learned more through day to day on the job, making mistakes and learning from it. So, do you feel like your MBA didn't cover these things because it they didn't exist at the time, or do you feel like they didn't cover it because it's practical world, real world advice that you just have to get by doing it? I think it's both. Well, when I got my MBA, I mean, the digital marketing wasn't really hard. I mean, it was just like barely started. But then, a lot of times, I feel like the school is way too academic. It's, I mean, they don't emphasize the value of having a mentor. They don't emphasize, like, you know, how you should really have the financial intelligence. They don't really, I mean, at least the classes I took, they don't teach you how to do your P and Ls, or you know, anything that's, you know, how how do you scale your business? I there are a lot of operational business classes. There are marketing classes, but the marketing at the time still got stuck on that four P. Which is like no longer valid, in my opinion, because the distribution channel is right now is omnipresent. <laughs> <You know? laughs> For sure, so, yeah. So, as far as、um, using your degrees, is your family on board with the way that you're using your degrees at this point in time, or do they still wish that you were in a corporate job? I still wish I'm in a corporate job because they always ask you. So you don't have four hundred one k. What are you gonna do? 
Yes, I get that question all the time too. And I'm like, I don't know, but I'll figure it out. Um, no, I, that's bad advice, by the way, for anybody who's listening. I don't know, I'll figure it out is not the way to approach your finances. But um, so how do you handle that? Um, how do you handle the need for validation from your family, the need for support from your family. I know this is something that a lot of people struggle with saying my family's not really 100% behind what I'm doing. So how do you push forward and um, move forward with what you know is important, even though it may not match the expectations of others? Uh, you can negotiate with your family. Give like, give me three years, give me five years. I'll prove it to you. If not, then I'll go back to corporate. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's just like, I mean, even I actually took a part-time job uh, one of these years uh, when after the um, corporate because it, it's, it's okay if you don't get a full-time corporate job. You can just get a part-time just to still be relevant. But you know what? I quit the part-time job really quickly because once you are out, you are out. You cannot go back. <laughs> Yes. Isn't that the truth? I have said multiple times that I don't think there is any way that I could work for somebody ever again. Um, I don't know what I would do if I had to actually go to work when somebody else told me to instead of when I want to. Like the freedom of what we get to do as entrepreneurs is amazing. Yeah. And I mean, and let me be clear, I think that you'll relate to this. I work more now than I ever did in any corporate job or working for a big law firm or anything to that effect. I just get to do it on my terms, right? I get to do it when I want to and build something that I'm proud of and do something that moves my life where I want it to go instead of feeling like you're building something for somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yep. For the person who is, you know, we talked a little bit about how to get started, what to do for the person who's just thinking about starting. What about for that person who's in the grind for a little bit, who is maybe having a little bit of success, but not the amount of success that they would like to have. What do you say to that person about the need to keep moving forward and just putting in the work? Find a support group. I I have a support group being supporting me for the past year. And it's uh, really amazing. We talk every Wednesday night, and they are from Washington, D.C., California, Virginia. It's all different places. So every Wednesday, we share our wings because it's very important to share, you know, the little wings in life to keep, mo- to keep moving forward. So you do need to have a support group. Yeah, that is super important. I mean, there's a couple things that you said that I want to hit on that I think are really important. Number one, the support group, whatever that looks like for you, whether it's a Facebook community, whether it's a mastermind, whether it's, you know, a group coaching, whatever it is, a place where you can know that you're not alone. Because I think that's one of the most important things that I've had to learn along my journey is that as alone as I felt, along the way, there's people all around you at any point in time that are going through the same struggles. We're just all dealing with it internally. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, And then the second thing that you mentioned that I think is super, super important is celebrating your little wins. Like we Mm -hmm. set these big goals for ourselves. And if you're setting goals properly, they should be so big that they scare you. So we're Mm -hmm. setting these big goals and then we're making little steps towards them. And sometimes we don't feel like we're making any progress. And Mm -hmm. so when we don't celebrate those, we get super, super frustrated. What is some of your favorite ways of celebrating your small wins? 
actually as easy as send out a group text <laughs> saying, yeah. "Hey, yeah, yeah." It's, it's easy. Well, and I mean, and I love that because it doesn't have to be this big celebration, right? It doesn't have to be this big accomplishment, this huge party that you throw, whatever it is. However, you acknowledge those wins, and then acknowledge that you still have more that you want to accomplish. So, I love the group text. Look at your business journey and um, let's focus on some not so happy moments where maybe you thought that um, you weren't going in the right direction. Maybe something didn't turn out the way that you wanted it to. It looked like a failure at that point in time. Can you tell us about a moment like that and then what you learned from it and how it has actually positively impacted your life? Oh, well, let's talk about this Fenla Beauty. This has been six, uh, eight, seven months now since I launched the brand. And in the beginning, I was like, it was going well because it's all friends and families. And eventually, I ran out of friends and family to purchase my product, right? <laughs> so I started doing Facebook marketing. Facebook marketing is such a black hole. It was to the point, it's like, what the heck am I doing? And then the people said, well, because you're your website is not converting. I changed my website three times. And then people say, well, maybe it's your packaging. It's maybe it's this, it's that. So I changed the website like last week <laughs> again. And then I'm changing my packaging. I'm changing, uh, I'm like add little things as, as a promotion to people. So, and I do see myself start to pick up. So it's like a lot of trial and errors. You never, I mean, this is like a, a game in a way that you never know 100% that you're going to be successful, but you just have to be willing to try. Yeah, that's so, that's so important. I think trial by error is like the definition of entrepreneurism, right? Like figure yeah. it out while you, cause we never know. And then as soon as you figure it out, especially with something like Facebook ads or digital marketing, as soon as you figure it out, it's going to change and you're going to have to figure it out all over again. So I know <laughs> that's amazing. Oh, well, I'm glad that your um, sales are picking up and that this is something that is, um, turning into a positive moment for you and a good lesson for you. Um, what advice do you have for anybody who's out there who is stuck in that moment where they're in the trial by error? They don't know that they see an end to it. What do you say to that person? Seek help. I mean, because of my accountability group, there are some people there doing marketing. So she was actually the one that saying, you need to change your packaging. You need to change your website, this and that. So she kind of guided me through as well. And just I love take, it. Yeah, take as much courses as you can in the areas of sales and marketing, branding, because even though, I mean, I have an MBA, but it doesn't mean like whatever I learned was relevant to whatever situation right now. So you can never stop learning. Yeah, I, that never stop learning. I think that that's so important for people to understand. And again, going back to this college conversation we had before, where you kind of feel like you're going to go to school, you're going to get your degree, and then it's going to end and you're just going to move into the workforce. And, you know, you never, ever stop learning. You're always learning new things and more things and expanding um, your interests and your knowledge. And, and I absolutely love that. Mm hmm. Um, what do you think is, as far as your education is concerned, other than the actual 
um, substantive content that you learned through your chemistry and your MBA, what do you think is the most powerful thing that traditional education taught you? Traditional education taught you discipline because with the teachers, with your grades, it's pretty much, you know, reward or punishment. So that's the foundation of discipline. They either reward you with good grades or punish you for not doing well. So the one of the fundamentals of doing a business, you have to have self-discipline. And that's where school trained you. Yeah, for sure. So with your beauty and cosmetic line and combining that with your chemistry degree, do you actually formulate your own products or do you have a team that does that for you? I do all the formulation. That's so exciting and intriguing. What uh, <laughs> What is that process like for you? Um, obviously, it probably doesn't work out the way you expect every single time. How does How does that trial and error look like for you? Well, it's all, yeah, it's also a trial and error, but because I'm in this industry long enough, so the chances of success in terms of the product formulation is much higher than like a newbie would do it. So, yeah. For sure, for sure. And I think that the the chemistry side of things and understanding how things interact with each other and how things can be combined to create other things. I am not going to lie. I avoided chemistry like the plague. I hated it. I didn't want to do it. I took physics instead to avoid taking chemistry. But now I look at where I'm at right now and I, I think I really wish that I knew how some things interacted with each other and how they were combined to create other things. So I just think that's so cool that you, that you do that on your own. Yeah, it's really fun. (laughs) So kind of as we get to a point where we're starting to wrap up just a little bit, what is one thing that you wish that new entrepreneurs knew? What do you wish that you knew before you started out on this journey? Get known. Publicity everything. I like it. Can you expand on that a little bit? Ways that you have that you have expanded your publicity now that maybe you didn't when you first started? How have you taken that advice into your, your business? Okay. Uh, I mentioned earlier that I, I had another skincare uh, business with a partner. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the past, we spent so much money hiring PR people, like the retainer after retainer. They never get us any publicity. We knew publicity is important because that's what retailers want. If you don't bring them publicity, they will not put your, your products on their shelf because they don't want to gather dust. And uh, they know I'm a cosmetic chemist. Even though my product was never like being publicized by them, they start coming to me to for quotes. So right now, if you Google cosmetic chemist Ginger King, under the news section, you can see I'm being quoted by over 30 publications. So that's how I start building my credibility as well. And that bring me my business as well, because then people see you are a recognized authority. And I'm also um, the breakthrough product judge for Alua Magazine since 2017. So that actually helps on my consulting side of business. I love it. That's so powerful. And I love that advice. Well, as we start to wrap up, I would love to end this with a quick random round. Um, A few questions that are fun that I I ask my guests um, to kind of wrap this up. Are you okay with that? Sure. Perfect. Um, If you could time travel, where would you go and why? 
Uh, I will go to Japan because that's my favorite country. <laughs> in in the current culture, like the current time frame, or would you time travel some other time frame? Doesn't matter what time frame. I mean, Japan is still my favorite place to go. I just love the culture. I love the people. I love the food. <laughs> I love it. I love it.、Um, if you Could do any job other than what you currently do. What profession would you like to attempt? It's very hard to say. I always say whatever I choose next is still gonna be in beauty. But I do. I have done every single aspect in beauty. I've done retail. I've been. I've done manufacturing. I've done sales. So it's like everything within the beauty industry. And I, I was actually a makeup artist at the counter too because that's what I originally wanted to become. I love it. You love the beauty industry, and you stayed in it. That's so great. Yeah. When you're consuming content, do you prefer audio content like podcasts or audio books, or do you prefer reading a physical book? I prefer reading a physical book because then I have control on whether I'm gonna skim through it or you know I'm gonna focus on something. And I like to write things down because writing helps you to remember. Yes, I love it.、Um, is there a book that you would recommend that you've read in the entrepreneurial space that you think would be good for new entrepreneurs yes, to read? Yes, yes, yes. Power of Brook by Damon Jung. Very, very powerful. Because a lot of people, the reason why they are very hesitating of going out is because they think it takes a lot of money to start the business. Actually, it doesn't. Yeah, you have the Power of Brook mindset, and in his book, it really, really impacted me very big time. I'll have to check that out. I think that that's an amazing title, "The Power of Broke," and I can definitely resonate with that. I、um, opened my law firm with like three hundred dollars in the bank because I was so unhappy with where I was in my life at that point in time. So the idea that you have, and I thought the same thing. I don't know how I'm ever going to make this work because I don't have any money.、Um, and then you find it, right? People pay you. So I love that.、Um, And almost last question: Where can people track you down to find more about what you're doing with Fan Love Beauty, or to connect with you, or learn more about you?、Uh, they can go on my IG, my、uh, my my personal IG slash my consulting IG. It's、uh, at the Beauty Shark Ginger. The、Perfect. Beauty Shark Ginger. Perfect.、Um, and last question, and I save this for last because it's my favorite question. I am a music nerd, and I listen to music to just、uh, rewind or unwind at the end of the day to pump myself up. And I always have to ask my guests, "What song gets you going in the morning? What's your pump up song? What do you listen to to put yourself in a good mood?" Honestly, I don't listen to music because my favorite singer he committed suicide back in twenty o four, and ever since that, I was just like, there's no songs that's better than his. I love, I love the sentiment behind that. And you're not the first person to tell me that you don't listen to music, so don't worry about that.、Um, it's definitely not for everyone.、Um, I have loved our conversation today. Thank you so much for coming on.、Um, I am excited to check out FanLoveBeauty.com, see what more of that is about, and continue to connect with you in the future. Thank you, Amber. 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the More Than Corporate Podcast. If anything that was said during this episode resonated with you or provided value in any way, it would mean the world to me if you would head over to iTunes and leave a rating and review for the More Than Corporate Podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time to do that. I'm really looking forward to connecting with you. If you'd also like to connect, I've created a Facebook group that is full of amazing people who also make it their mission to live their best life every single day. If that sounds like something that you're interested in, the name of that Facebook group is Success Center. Head over there, request to join, and I look forward to connecting with you soon.